I'm Pastor Scott Miller, and this is the sermon podcast for New Hope Wapwalapin. New Hope is a three-point charge located just outside of Mountaintop, Pennsylvania. We consist of Faith, Slocum, and Stairville United Methodist Churches. You can learn more about us and our ministries by visiting us online at newhopewapwalapin.org or on Facebook at New Hope Wapwalapin. Thanks for listening. Well, in our passage this morning, um, we see the Apostle Paul is addressing the church in what is Thessaloniki, or Thessaloniki, depending upon how you want to pronounce it. Um, And what we read is this concern has resurfaced about the the end of times. And it's always something, to be honest, that we we always, we see as it's a trope in movies. Um, I really blame, you know, recently didn't NASA just launch a, a spaceship into an asteroid to kind of move it? Because they wanted to see if they were able to change the trajectory of it. Like we're worried about asteroids. I blame um, I blame Aerosmith and Bruce Willis for that one because they made that movie Armageddon way back in the day. And so we've seen so many movies since then about earthquakes and, and the world and all of those things. So so they had, I don't think they obviously watched Armageddon. That's not why Paul had to write this. But they were worried about the end times. And probably what had happened is it looks like um, somebody had written them a letter um, posing as Paul or one of his disciples that, to put it in modern terms, freaked them out. They, they sent this letter, and all of a sudden they're worried. Like they, they all of a sudden thought that Jesus had returned, that they'd been left behind. Uh, remember my story from a few months ago? We, we talked about the, the whole idea of the end of the world and all that. And that morning I woke up in college, and it was in the middle of, you know, it was early, and it was quiet, and I was at a Christian college, and nobody else was awake, and it was just a little too quiet, and I was worried that I got left behind. I don't know what I did the night before, now that I think about that. I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, what did I do the night before that made me really worried about my salvation? But <laughs> but there was this fear. So so they're getting this letter. We don't know what world events had happened at this time. If something had happened, there's some sort of unrest or, or change in something with a government thing or whatever. Um, but but nonetheless, they were afraid. And so Paul was trying to, to, to reassure them with what he wrote. Um, I grew up, as I, I mentioned too, is, is I grew up with this sort of weird fear of the rapture. And when I was a youth pastor, first starting out, that was a big deal. I think it was the Left Behind books might have been popular at that time. I don't remember the timetable. But I remember the t-shirts with the pair of sneakers and the lines going up, like, you know, don't be left behind and all of that kind of, and the blink of an eye and all that sort of thing. And I remember that fear, but but there's a danger in that fear because that fear of, of the end of the world or the rapture, creates two things. One, it makes you sort of like turn inward because you become worried about your own salvation, but it creates this unrest in your faith. It kind of makes you like, well, what if Jesus comes back? What if I'm not ready? What if I'm not good enough? What if he doesn't love me? Like it, it creates these doubts. And so we have to be very careful with that, that it doesn't create this disturbance in our faith. There's a disturbance in the force, you know, a disturbance in our faith that, that creates this unrest in us. So, so there's a danger in living that way. So Paul's trying to reassure them, and he says to them in the beginning of verse 3 today, from today, saying, don't let anyone deceive you in any way. I don't find this particularly reassuring, by the way. Uh, don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. 
Now, not everyone uh, in all Christian traditions believe in the rapture, but if you believe in the rapture, then, then you have to believe in these words, that there will be this period of lawlessness, that, that this man of lawlessness will come and there will be this rebellion. Um, this man of lawlessness is often called the Antichrist. And throughout history, since biblical times, people have tried to guess who the Antichrist is going to be. Whenever the world was a rival, that must be him. Um, it happened in the Left Behind books, too. But from the Pope to Caesar, Nero Caesar to Hitler and even a few American presidents have been that list. It really depends on whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, whether you think the, the current or former president or next president or whatever is, is the Antichrist. It really depends on your politics on that one. But, but we've always had this theory of who is the Antichrist. Um, you know, some some th say the Antichrist is going to be super popular. He's going to bring the world all together. Everybody's going to love him, and then he's going to turn. Others think he's just going to be this really evil person that everybody hates. We don't really know. We don't have any information about them. All we know is what Paul says, that he will oppose and exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped. So that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. There's another theory about the Antichrist, and, and it's one that I, I kind of see a little bit. A belief that the Antichrist may not actually be a person at all, but is actually speaking to just humankind ourselves. What if the Antichrist is not a person, and what if the Antichrist is not, is not a person, but what if the Antichrist is just us as a society becoming Antichrist? So what if it's not led by a person that sits on a throne, but it's just society themselves turning away from God? It, it, what if it's just this slow erosion of godly values, society turning away from God and turning towards themselves? What if it's placing faith and trust in other places like the government or politicians and before we do God? What if it's making wealth and power our idols instead of generosity and humility? What if it's a battle between the truth of the gospel and its opponents of falsehood and misinformation, of, of twisting the gospel, they're turning God's word to be something we don't, using God's word to hate other people or to look down on other people. What if it's taking Christianity and shaping God and Christ in our own image and completely perverting what we know to be of Jesus? See, the thing is, who, do we, who are we taught as the father of lies? The devil himself, Satan, is the father of lies. And if you look at our society right now, I bet he is happy as can be with all of the lies and misinformation. I've been duped. I've shared stuff and I'm like, oh, that's not true. I've taken it back. You share quotes. There's, there's so much stuff because it's so easy to put false information out into the world. And once it's out there, it's impossible to take back. Paul continues in verse 13 saying, but we ought to always... Thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sanctifying work. Remember, sanctification, it's whole and holy. It's, it's being made whole as you are, not lacking anything, and it's being made whole through redemption, through Jesus Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit. For us as Christians, the only way to combat the father of lies and people twisting the gospel is through the one who is the way, the truth, 
and the life. That's through Jesus Christ. It's through the gospel message. It's the good news that we find his words to us. And I'll just throw this out there that that if you hear anybody talking and sharing Christian ideas and it's not good news for people, then that's not Christian ideas. The gospel is the good news. That's what it means, the good news. But we as Christians have to be careful and not being involved in the spreading of lies and falsehoods, whether it's political, whether it's theological, whether it's just anything at all, whether it's disparaging another person or group of people. We live in a time when it is difficult to know the truth because so many people can just sort of make it up. And it's also difficult because there are very few sources of unbiased information in our world today. Years ago, I remember my grandma um, told me a story, would tell me things, and I'd be like, where'd you hear that, grandma? I read it in the paper. (laughs) Guess what paper she was talking about? The National Enquirer. (laughs) So today, when somebody says, I hear it on the news, what news? We have to be careful because even ones that are considered more legitimate still have their spin. They, their, their goal is two things, make money. No, wait, it's make money. That's their goal, to make money, advertisers, viewers. Every news channel you watch aren't, it wouldn't exist without viewers and without money and advertisers. So remember that and be careful. But see, that's why the words of Jesus are all the more important. That's why it's so important for us, as I've said a few times now, to listen to the red letters. Not all Bibles have red letters, but it's the red letters, the words of Jesus. Those are the important things for us. But I want to caution us, and I want to tread lightly when I say this. As Christians, we have to be careful, because if you are spreading hate or lies and falsehoods, whether it's on social media or in conversations, and then turning around and asking people to believe and follow Jesus? Why are they going to believe anything that you say about Jesus Christ when they can't believe anything you say about other stuff? We have to speak the truth at all times, and we have to be careful with this. I see it right now with the political ads. Somebody mentioned it during the prayer time over at Faith Church. The political ads that are that are coming at people and, and, and saying things that are half-truths or untruths. And everybody's doing it, so don't think I'm being partisan here. Everybody's don't tell me, don't tell me what the other guy did or didn't do. Tell me what you're gonna do. Because if you want the job, then you need to be interviewing for the job. If I interviewed for the job, well, I'm not like the guy that you just fired because you know. Anybody ever done that when you went to a job interview? You don't send a resume saying, well, this is all the stuff the other guy did. You send a resume saying, this is my qualifications. This is what I'm going to do. This is why you should hire me. Not, well, that other guy just stunk. Oh, he's terrible. You're so lucky you got rid of him. You should hire me instead. That's not how it works. Anyway, I could go on and on, but... We were watching TV last night having fun, and one of those ads came on. I'm like, why are they showing me this? I'm, I don't want to – this is not I – watched, I, watched, I was watching the Weird Al show. I, I don't want – I want to be detached from reality. I don't want to, like, listen to this stuff. But anyway, but Paul goes on in verse 15, back on topic. He says, so then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. As we remember this All Saints Day, as we come to this, this is why I chose this scripture today. Think back to the lessons that you were taught by those who came before us. 
those whose faithfulness made it possible that we could still be here today. See, recently I've been finding myself lamenting. Um, losing, I think it's because I'm getting older. I think it's because of my own personal grief and loss. I've been lamenting um, losing contact with people that were important to me. Um, Sunday school teachers when I was a kid that have gone, that are older, that were older, that have most likely have passed, that I don't even know what happened. They're probably long gone because I'm getting old. So, but lamenting losing contact with people that were influential with me, to me, people that helped shape my faith, shaped me as a pastor and a person, Sunday school teachers, youth group leaders and, and pastors that I worked with and under. Even church members who had an influence on me and my family that were just good to my kids and would do things with them. And then personally, there's also my own family, my mom and my grandma and others as well. See, these are all the people who taught me about the love of Jesus. Those teachings that we have taught, those are the things that we need to be standing firm on. And I think we somewhere along the way lost our way. We've lost our place. We started listening to people that I wouldn't trust to sell me a car. We need to get back to the words of Jesus. We need to get back to what was planted in here. We need to get back to the truth. Because if it wasn't for these people that planted the love of Jesus in my heart, I wouldn't be here today. And I hope they're proud of me. But I also hope that in some small way, I've had that same influence. 30 years of ministry. I've been youth groups. I've been associate pastor, pastor, Christian education director. I'm not sure what else I've done. But I hope that some way I, I've had a small, even small influence, planted a seed that's grown or, or at least put something in their heart. I hope that I've had that same effect. That I've taught others the love of Jesus, not by my words, but by my actions as well. Because that's part of the struggle, is if we're speaking the love of Jesus, and that's what we want people to hear, we can't let anything else get in the way. So this morning, in a moment, we're going we're gonna to share our names. Uh, I may ask for a few others, but who has influenced your faith the most? What have they planted in you? And what would they say about who you are right now, who, you, who you've become or who you're becoming? Your words, your actions, how you treat people, even those that are different from you or disagree with you. And what would they say about your love of Jesus, of how your life speaks to his love and speaks that love to others? Are you reflecting the love of Jesus in the world? Or are you reflecting a political view or something else? In a moment, as we remember those we've lost during the past year, even if we don't mention names, I want us to just briefly think about those others that have meant something to us, that have helped us become the people we are today, that have shaped us. My hope for us today is that we will hold fast to those lessons we've been taught, that we'll hold fast to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to the truth that is found there. And that we won't let anything else sway us. The government or celebrity or, or, or news personalities or anybody. Hold fast to your faith. 
Hold firm and do not be swayed. Let us pray. Dear God, I thank you today. We thank you for Jesus and we thank you for those that came before that showed us his love. We live in a world, in a time, in a place that is so divisive. Let us seek Jesus first and foremost. Let us love others, even the who with we disagree. Let us reflect his love in this world and nothing else. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, um, I will, in a moment, we're actually going to pray a prayer together on page 713 in your bulletin um, for All Saints Day, but we're going to share um, some names today. I'm also going to, um, after I share these, I I change my mind, (laughs) as I often do. Um, I'm going to allow us a brief moment to just briefly share any other names that are sort of carrying with you today uh, in your heart. Uh, So these are the ones that we've lost in the past year, but then if there are others, uh, we'll allow a couple moments, but um, we we need to be careful not to let the time get away from us. Um, But you're even welcome to just, if you want to share them silently to yourself, um, we'll just say a brief prayer. So we gather our names. Um, After I say each of these names, I'm going to ring a bell, and then I will do the same for the names that we mentioned. So... Gary Kickner. Willard George. Migs Yinchik. Robert Austin. Wanda Steck and John Matusik. Robert Taney. Are there any others that you would like to share that are that were not placed on the altar this morning? Ralph Gregory. Ralph Gregory. Charlie and Mike. Would you please pray with me on page 713? We will actually say this together in unison. Almighty God, You have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Grant us grace so to follow your holy saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those unspeakable joys which you have prepared for those who sincerely love you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So we come to our prayer time as we transition. Are there other uh, joys or concerns that you would like to share today? 
Yes, Chrissy. Uh, prayers for my niece Tammy. She's got COVID for the second time. Okay. Oh, goodness. Okay, prayers for Tammy. Other joys or concerns? My brother-in-law is passing. He's in the process of uh, First name? Uh, Drew. Drew. So yes. prayers for Drew, for his family. Okay. Oh, a joy. A joy. We like joys. Yeah. One year ago, I was in Manhattan. Open heart. Double bypass and a vow. Amen. I am here today. Thank you. Amen. Yeah, Chrissy sent me that last night. I was messaging her about bells, but then I realized it was actually Beverly that purchased the bells <laughs> last year. So. So it's very, it's a, a joy. I did buy those, by the way, just so you know. They're in my car jingling every time I hit a bump. I'm not, they really are. Other joys or concerns? Um, say a brief prayer for those that um, may come. I'm not sure who is attending today um, from for our grief share event. Um, that is from two to four. I, I don't know who else other than those that from the grief share, but just continued prayers um, for for those that are coming, but also for our grief share group, um, because the holidays are rough. There are a lot of grief anniversaries. I know my own for my mom is is in December. So just prayers for everybody as, as the holidays approach. It's a rough time. Uh, so just continued prayers um, for that. If, if the holidays are difficult for you and you can't make it today, um, we have, I think, three or four sessions of grief share left. You're welcome to just pop in. Um, 6.30. We're staying at 6.30, right? Six, no, not 6.30. Oh, my gosh, 4.30. You'd be, we'd be leaving when you got there. Uh, 4.30. Uh, we're still uh, on Wednesdays, except for the one before Thanksgiving. So if you want to just – if you can't make it today and you're still struggling, just pop in, and, and you'll find support there and love and welcoming um, as a part of that. We'll be meeting through the 7th of uh, December. So that's our last our last Wednesday. So, um, But just prayers for everybody with grief. Uh, holidays and as even those that are in the class as that session as we end on the seventh um, right before the holidays that they can still find connection and then others to help support them so uh, would you join me in prayer this morning dear god we come to you today we thank you for the chance to worship together we thank you for for the joys of, of grant being here of a, a one-year anniversary since his uh, procedure uh, we just thank you for what him and chrissy mean to our church and we just uh, uh we're just glad just continued blessings and healing upon them both. We also ask that you would be with uh, those that we've mentioned today, with uh, the family of Drew, as um, he prepares to to go on to the next world and to be with you. We just ask that you would be with his family, with those who care and love him. Just give them peace and comfort and just uh, be with him as well. Give him peace and assurance. We also ask you to be with Tammy as she uh, struggles with COVID for another time. Just send her healing uh, and just be with those that love and care for her as well. And then just be with our country right now as we approach this election that um, whatever may happen, that those that we choose to elect will do what's best for us as a society and that they will move us into the future. Uh, just help us uh, in a divided world that you would send your, your healing and your peace and that we could come to realize that we are each and every one a beloved child of Christ. And that we are 
all looking for the same things in this world, to be loved and to live. Just ask now and thank you for Jesus who came and showed us what it means to love others, even those the world forgot. And we pray the prayer he taught us, saying, Our Father, art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and give us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Rise the kingdom, power, and glory forever. Amen. Invite our ushers to come forward. you help us to use these gifts to share your love with the world around us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. I invite you to turn to page 12 in your hymnal as we come to table. Um, I also wanted to add, and, and I was remiss in saying this, um, if anybody who watches this online um, has somebody that they would like to mention for uh, All Saints Sunday or has a prayer request, we always invite people to share those in the comments, and we'll be praying for them as well. Uh, so that's just, I, I know a few people do watch us online that, that aren't able to be with us. So um, as we come, when we come to the thank, great Thanksgiving today in your hymnal, please know that you're going to find my words that are in there are a little bit different because I'm using a script for All Saints, but... Uh, my words that lead you into what you will say in unison are still going to be the same. But So just keep watching, and we'll come back together eventually. <laughs> um, but I'm using a different script for All Saints Sunday, so uh, just a slightly different. God invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God. We confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. 
We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, God of Abraham and Sarah, God of Miriam and Joseph, God of Joshua and Deborah, God of Ruth and David, God of the priests and the prophets. God of Mary and Joseph, God of the apostles and the martyrs, God of our mothers and fathers, God of our children to all generations. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth full of your glory. Comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ is died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with all your saints, especially those whom we have named before you today. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, strengthen us to run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, our honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. I would invite our servers to come forward.
body of Christ, given for you. Go forth in peace, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the community of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. I invite you to stand and join in our closing hymn, number 706, Soon and Very Soon. We 
May the love of God, abundant through Jesus Christ and freely given to us, be with you all your lives. Go in peace to serve God in all that you do. Amen.